0: Well, I want to do something uh, very different today. I've had a number of conversations recently that have reminded me that there are many of you at Crosspoint that don't know all of the Crosspoint story. And so I want to take some time uh, to tell our story today. I I think by telling our story, it helps to sort of frame why we value certain things here. Uh, I think also by telling our story, um, it is a prelude to a lot of the events that are going to happen over the next several months. Uh, next week we're going to kick off a series called Unleashed and we're going to really dig into the first four chapters of the book of Acts where we'll be reminded that God unleashed his power on the early church and that same power he intends to be at work in our church and in our lives. And so we're going to really study those first four chapters for several weeks uh, together. That's going to then lead us into a series called All In and that of course is going to stretch our vision and our faith as we continue to look towards the future. And then that will be followed very shortly thereafter by the transition uh, into our new property and the new building. So uh, a lot is going to happen over these next few months. It's going to be an exciting chapter in our journey and in our story. And I want all of you uh, to be part of that. And so I'm counting on you to be here every Sunday, as many of those as you can, and uh, just to participate as we move forward on the next few chapters of our story together. Uh, what I'm going to do in telling our story, uh, if you're our guest this morning, I just want to tell you this really kind of unusual thing. Uh, it's normally, you know, my thing is uh, really just let's open our Bibles and we'll study and understand what God has to say. And so I want to say to you as our guest, you're here on a really good day because you get to hear our story. But I also want to encourage you to uh, come back next week. We're going to start in Acts chapter 1 and open our Bibles and uh, really listen to what God has to say. So our story at the Crosspoint really uh, began in 2004 in the hearts and the minds of several leaders at First Christian Church in Fort Myers. We had this uh, growing sense in our hearts at that time that God was calling us to plant another healthy church in the northern part of Cape Coral that would point people to Jesus. And so we began to walk down that road. Uh, Sometime that same year, we were uh, given a very large gift, a financial gift when uh, the Northside Church here in Cape Coral closed its doors and sold its property and gave away its assets. Now, their leaders did a very unselfish thing. They they did something that was very kingdom-minded and put the kingdom's interest over their own interests. They had had a troubled history, a rough history, and uh, a lot of difficulties. And they determined that rather than continuing to struggle, it was a better kingdom investment for them to close their doors, sell their assets, and invest in a new healthy church that would point people to Jesus. And I, I want you to know that their gift to Crosspoint, ultimately to Crosspoint, has uh, sustained us for a number of years. It was their financial gift that, uh, that covered all of the startup costs for, start, for Crosspoint. It was a significant amount of money to start up. Uh, their gift has sustained us through some lean financial times over the past few years. And I think because in part we have managed this money well, their their gift to us all those years ago now was our down payment on the purchase of the new property and land uh, that we're uh, purchasing. So their, their gift uh, is a big part of the reason that Crosspoint exists today. And their investment has made heaven more crowded than it would have been well around that same time in early 2005 peg and i determined that god was saying to us you need to leave i needed to leave my staff position at first christian and that we needed to venture out and leave cross point and i am i'm not a risk taker as you it's well documented right you know you fell around here i i'm not the risk taker And uh, so for me, that was a huge step because there were risks involved. And it it was not something that I had ever dreamed that God would invite me to do. But it was pretty clear during that time that God was clearly saying, you need to go do this. And so we uh, ventured out into that. And uh, one of the first things that I did not long after determining that God had said, Jeff, go do this, was I actually came and met with the principal at that time here at Mariner High School uh, in 2005. And uh wanted to secure right away Mariner as our meeting place. This seemed like the logical, perfect place to establish a church. And so we had a couple of conversations and everything was in order. Peg and I went on vacation that year in the summer. And I came back after that vacation and I was quite surprised to pick up the newspaper and learn that the principal at that time was being transferred by the district to another place and that Eric Schofi would be the new principal here at Mariner High School. And my first thought was, oh no, there goes all of our plans out the door. You know what if what if we're not allowed to meet there now what what are we going to do Well little did I know that really I think in God's timing even that happened that the arrival of Eric Chophy as principal would be the beginning of a great relationship between Cross Point and Mariner High School and that relationship has continued even in the next change of principals with Mr. Mangan till our current day and uh, I, in fact let me just tell you this um uh, this week I got an email from one of the vice principals here at Mariner, and we were writing back and forth about some things that Brad and I have been privileged to be a part of this year here at the school. But in that email, he said, Jeff, I just learned that you guys are leaving Mariner, and he said, I just want you to know, I'm so sad to see you go. And that's not the first conversation like that I've had. I've had multiple conversations like that over the last couple of weeks with people here at Mariner all who have said we're so sad to see you go and I want you to know that I think that is very very significant and uh, it it goes and it speaks to who you are as a church and it speaks to the impression that you have made on the people here at Mariner and so I want you to to know that's the impression that uh, you're leaving as we uh, take steps down the road in a few months to venture away from this place well, Teg um, and I, uh, in the spring of 2005, then, we uh, headed off to a conference in Baltimore, Maryland, that was about to, how to start a new church. And uh, we listened to all kinds of speakers. And there were things that I heard there that challenged me to the very core of who I am. And there were some things that I heard that reinforced things I had believed for a long time. And out of that conference, I think that our church has been greatly influenced. There is one picture that if you've been to Starting Point, you've seen this before or I've used it in other contexts, but I think this picture, uh, this bridge in Honduras, has really become part of our story, at least what it symbolizes, has become part of our story. Uh, You can see this bridge, which is a beautiful structure, but as you look at it now, it really doesn't serve any purpose, does it? It used to, at one time, connect two pieces of land. It spanned a river but when Hurricane Mitch rolled through Honduras years ago, it, the power of that hurricane, and we know the power of a hurricane, it literally moved the river. It left the bridge standing intact. It looks It's a great-looking structure, right? But it no longer accomplishes its purpose. It no longer does what it was intended to do. It no longer connects anything. But when I saw that picture and heard a speaker talk about it, I realized that I agreed with him that I think that a picture of what has happened, in a sense, to the church in America over the last several decades. The church, as God intended it, I believe He intended that the church would be a bridge that would connect people, people in our communities, back to a relationship with God. But the the church sort of detached from our communities, detached from our culture, and went over and sort of did its own thing, kind of in its own world. And no longer was really connecting people in our communities back to a relationship with God. And so I determined that when we started Crosspoint, that our, we wouldn't look like that bridge. But that we truly would be connected to our community and that we would truly be what I think God called the church to be in the first place, that we would be a bridge connecting our culture, our community, people, back to God. And so we determined, even before we started, that we would begin to serve our community. And in fact, a full six months before Crosspoint ever launched, we began picking up trash after every Mariner football game. We started passing out water bottles. We uh, we held our big Family Fest event in January before we even launched. All of those things because we wanted this value to be part of who we were before we even launched. And it has become part of our story. Serving our community is woven into the, the fabric, into the DNA of who we are. And if I have anything, as long as I have anything to say about it, it will be part of who we are as a church, about serving our community. Occasionally I have the privilege to talk to people who are thinking about starting a new church. And one of the things that I always tell them when I have those conversations is, before you do anything else, just go serve your community. And then I warn them with this. I say go serve your community, but don't do it to build your Sunday morning attendance. You just go serve your community because you want people to know that God loves them. Because we've discovered here, haven't we, that sometimes you have to pick up a lot of trash before you earn the right to speak into the lives of people and point them to Jesus. And I want us to always be about that. It's part of our story, and I want it to always be woven into the fabric of who we are, that we're about serving our community. Well, in 2005, as we were contemplating starting Crosspoint, we began to share that news at First Christian in Fort Myers, and we began to just kind of offer an invitation that if you think God is calling you to to go be part of this adventure, then maybe you want to come join us. And uh, through that process, there were about 150 people, mostly Cape Coral residents, who said, Hey, we're in. We want to join that venture. We think God is calling us to be part of this. Now, in that process of informing them, we, we had a lot of informational meetings. And in those informational meetings, something that was very important to me was to make sure that we communicated to them that we were not starting a church for people who were already following Jesus. We were starting a church that would be focused on reaching people who were living far from God so that we could point them back to a relationship with Jesus. I, I wanted us from the very beginning to live out this passage in First Timothy chapter 1. Paul's writing here and he's writing to a young church leader. And he wants this young church leader to remember what it's all about. And he says this in verse 15. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. Do you catch that? It's pretty clear cut, isn't it? Why Jesus came? Jesus came, Paul says, to save sinners, to rescue lost people, to rescue people who are far from God. But for that very reason, he goes on in verse 16, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on Him and receive eternal life. Paul says in his life, and it's really true in our lives, we, our lives have been transformed, most of us, by Jesus Christ. And now our lives are supposed to be an example to other people. And so with that clear understanding in our minds that we were starting a church that would be focused on reaching people who were far from God, that has become woven into our story. And so we began to, to, first of all, ask the question, well, these, these people that live right around Mariner, that will be in our, really in our target area, what are they like? What's going on in their lives? Because we need to understand who they are so that we can create a place where they'll be drawn to so that they can hear the story of Jesus. And one of the things that we, we studied, the demographics that became really clear, the leading demographic about this area was they were, they were families. And those families had children that were high school age all the way well, all the way down to babies. And so right away we knew, well, one thing is really obvious. If we're going to create a place that's inviting to them, then we've got to create a place where we value children. And so we have invested throughout the course of our history in KidPoint, in creating a place where children, elementary age, all the way down to babies, can come and be welcomed here. And uh, you know that's why we invest so much in trying to make that the best it can possibly be every week. It's why we unashamedly ask adults and middle school and high school students to be a part of that because we want to create a place where those children can be pointed to Jesus and we want to create a place where parents will be comfortable leaving their kids so they'll have an opportunity to be in an experience like this and hear the story of Jesus Christ. Let me just say kind of as a side note to all of that that you know parents I would just really I strongly encourage you uh, to make sure that your children are part of Kit Point. You know, it, uh, it's it been created so that the truths of the Bible can be taught to them in a way that they can understand, in a way that their hearts can accept, and a way that they can begin to apply it right now where they are in their lives. And for those of you who have uh, younger children even, I would encourage you to to make sure your children are part of KidPoint, because you know what that does for you? It allows you to be part of this worship experience, and it'll make sure that you and those around you aren't distracted by your children making noise or you know or just being cute you know just being kids and uh, because we want to make sure this is a place where people can without distraction hear and experience what god wants to do in their lives i got to tell you a quick story uh, from kid point this week uh, a, a mom uh, called my wife peg and uh, said you got to hear what my son did and uh, this elementary boy uh, goes to a public school and uh, got his list of spelling words this week. And, you know, most of the time you got to write a sentence, right, for every word. Uh, one of his uh, spelling words was the word believe. Uh, and here's the sentence he wrote and turned into his teacher. He, he wrote, I believe in Jesus Christ. And he turned it in. Now, I want to tell you that that happens partly because of the influence of his home. But that's happened in his life also because of the things that have been taught and modeled for him in Kid Point. And so he is now growing in his own faith and taking a stand. And even in his classroom, he's already pointing people to Jesus, and he probably doesn't even know the full extent of what he's doing. Well, as we uh, continue to study those demographics about people, and continue to think about the kind of place that we wanted to do to be, and a place that would point people to Jesus. We also realized some other things about those that we were trying to reach because we wanted to make sure we created an environment where they would be comfortable, a place that they would want to come to so that we would have the opportunity to tell them the story of Jesus. And so that's driven some of the things that are a part of who we are. That's why we have a band that plays a very up-tempo style of music. And that's why we, we drive the volume sometimes. It's why we ask you every week when you come, do you want a name tag? And we want you to, to wear those so that anybody that comes feels like they're a part of what's going on here. And it's uh, you know, it's uh, why we're careful about some of the Christian language that we use on stage. We don't want to talk in a bunch of terms that, that people can't relate to and they don't understand. Uh, that's why I tell you every week how to find the books of the Bible, because we expect that people to come here, they may never have read the Bible before. And we say a lot of the same things week after week, I know. And some of you are probably thinking, why do they say those same things every single week? Because it's because we expect that there will be guests here every single week and we don't want them to feel left out. We want them to to understand what's going on when they come to this place. That's why we have two services. Because we understand people like options. And so we've tried to create options for people so they can come at times that will work in their schedule. Because we want to point them to Jesus Christ. And so that whole, all of that has become woven into our story. It's part of who we are. It's part of our DNA. Well, we also knew along the way that we didn't want to just attract a big crowd on Sunday though and not take people any deeper than that. And we understood that one of the ways that people go deeper is by building relationships with other people. And then as they build those relationships to go deeper in their personal relationship with God. And so we've been committed to life groups. In fact, we started meeting in life groups that core group of people who came over from first christian before we ever had our first worship experience before we ever gathered in this place and we started meeting in life groups and because that was uh, part of who we are and so that's all we've ever known and uh, it's part of the core and part of the fabric of who we are at cross point and uh you know part of that has influenced our uh, student ministry because we understand that we want our uh, students uh to be in community. That, uh, you know, we expect our middle school and our high school students to be part of this worship gathering every week and to worship with us. And we expect them, uh, middle school and high school students, to find a place to serve here on Sunday mornings and to to serve one hour as they worship one hour, just as we do all of our adults. But we also want them to have a place where they uh, can connect in community because we want their relationships with God to go deeper and so that's why we've uh, created two outstanding programs uh, during the week on uh, wednesday nights torch for middle school students and on thursday nights uh, elements for high school students so that they can have a place where they're in community and i'm pretty excited that uh, in january we're going to even raise the bar a little bit with our high school students and we're going to give them the chance to participate in student-led uh, small groups that meet on other nights uh, in addition uh, to elements so very excited about that so in uh, 2006 we launched on a January uh, Sunday, uh, we opened our doors and wondered what would happen. And a lot of people showed up. And from that core of 150 people, we have almost tripled our size. Uh, last Sunday, here at Cross 443 people gathered to worship. And it's been, it's been quite a ride. Our story is written every week in the lives of people who are discovering a relationship with Jesus Christ. And our story is written every week in the lives of people who are rediscovering and reconnecting in a relationship with Christ. We've reached a lot of people who had kind of wandered away from the church. They were frustrated maybe by things in the past in the church, but they've discovered here a new relationship with Jesus Christ. And it has given them a new passion, and a new heart to pursue Him. Our story is written every week as people gather in groups to build relationship and to study God's Word. And next week we'll launch a fall semester of groups, and more than 20 of those groups will be meeting across our region, connecting people to each other and to God. And our story is written every week as we serve our community, through Action 365, things like angel food and random acts of kindness, through uh, us reaching out into our own neighborhoods with things like Feed Our City parties. Every week our story continues to be written and I know this, over the course of the next several weeks, some brand new chapters are going to be written in our story. But here's what I also knew. Our identity is in who we are and in who we serve. Our identity is not in where we meet. Crosspoint began before we knew anything about meeting at Mariner, and our story will be written far beyond the days when we meet here at Mariner. It's not about where we meet. It's about God working in our lives. And here's my prayer. Here's my hope for our story. I'm hoping and praying that these next few months will just serve to sharpen our values and the things that we hold dear. That these next few months will serve in our lives to strengthen and deepen our passion and our vision and our faith. And that these next few months will open the doors to an even greater story that is yet to be written by God. Because ultimately, it's not our story. It's God's story that He's writing through us. And as long as He's the one writing the story, I can promise you the days ahead are grand and the ultimate final chapter of that story is an incredible one. Would you pray with me? God, I am so thankful. For the story that you have lived out here at Point. God, thank you that you have found us worthy to be your instruments in this city. God, I thank you for the lives that have been changed, redirected, transformed in the past five and a half years. Oh God, we give you all the glory for that. It's been so exciting to watch how you work through us and sometimes in spite of us. God, thank You for the doors that You've opened for us in this community. Thank You for the way, even in this school year, that You've raised the level of influence that we have even right here at Mariner. God, uh, we're in awe of what You're doing. God, keep writing our story. In the days and the months to come, we pray that You'd help us to stay on track with the things that are really important, the things that really matter, and not to be distracted by new surroundings even new opportunities. But God, more than anything, we'd be passionate in our pursuit of you and in pointing people to Jesus. Thanks, God, for what you've already done and what you'll do as you write your story in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray.